Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I am joined this evening by the one, the only, Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? Doing fantastic, Brian. How Good. are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing great. Um, I'm enjoying a nice, thick-ass slice of pizza from Domino's. They're not a sponsor, uh, but Frank is sponsoring this cast with uh, pizza delivery at 9, 10 p.m. How is it? It's thick. This is the heaviest pizza I've ever <laughs> had been delivered. The box <laughs> almost fell out of my hand. It was so goddamn heavy. What is this? <laughs> it's the, the pan, the hand-tossed pan pizza, or whatever they call it. Hand pan pizza? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so much pizza in such a small package. Like, I, my hands are covered in pizza shit now. I did. Hey, I, I did include that. the ranch that you enjoy. I did. I was gonna, you know, do you know a little unboxing on, on the. Oh, it just, you know, it just sprayed all over me. This isn't good. <laughs> this is already off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah, no, Frank. I do appreciate late night pizza deliveries, especially when the guy refuses to leave my door until <laughs> I address him. Like Mrs. Brian had. To, I was out smoking a cigar in the garage, and I thought I heard a car door open like close. It was like, okay, uh-huh. that's weird. She pokes her head out. She's like, hey, can you come get the pizza guy at the front door? He's not leaving. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, he's not wearing a mask either, so just beware. I was like, god damn it. So I go into some like, teenager just standing awkwardly in the front like walkway of my house. He's like, uh, oh, here you go. He pulls this fucking, by the way, black box looks very official. I don't know if that's Domino's Wait, anything. Yeah. Let's see. I, Let's it's, see it. It's in the kitchen. I'm not going to. Oh. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's, it looks legit. Uh, it, looks, it looks like if anybody out there remembers the Black Miller light cans that they sent out to uh, influencers on the internets. It reminds me of that. It's all all black with like silver writing on the top. It looks very official. But yeah, no. Nine o'clock pizza deliveries. That's exactly what I need in my mid-30s. Hey, hey. I'm a sucker for this. All, all I'm going to say is doesn't happen that often a and b um <clears throat> domino's has stepped their game up to be real good pizza that is some good shit it is good i will give you that it's really good and i appreciate it um the little one heard the pizza delivery and was like dad am i getting pizza tomorrow for dinner I'm like yeah you are now congratulations <laughs> So, well, I'll just make sure you heat that up in the oven, yeah. Mm, no, I hit it. I just leave it on the back patio for about an hour or two in the evening. <laughs> and it'll be nice and warm. I can put it hey. in the garage, and it's about the same as an oven. My God, yeah, it was hot yeah. out there. So, so kind of in the same vein as your um, pizza delivery maskless, dude. Uh, I'm only going to hit this once on this cast. It's going to be a real quick hitter. If you do not have a vaccine at this point, please just go fucking inhale some exhaust. Because you're going to help society out at this point. You're going to stress everybody else out a hell of a lot less because they don't want to get COVID and you're willing to do it. Just fucking close close that garage door up, turn that engine on, and save us all some time. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. I am so fucking livid with all these fucking assholes hey. that you hear, oh, I, I came into contact with you last week and now I have flaming boner COVID. <laughs> and And... Not only that, I'm not vaccinated. Mm. Okay, dude. Seriously, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. This isn't fifth grade. Be an adult about this shit. Move on. <clears throat> so sick of it. So sick of it. 
I mean, and also, also, it's it's high time our emergency rooms turn back got a COVID break. patients and tell them, sorry, you're going to die from the thing that we told you to get vaccinated against. Because here in Austin, they're turning away cancer surgeries. Yeah. Now, I don't know what I care more about. <clears throat> well, I do know, but like. A cancer patient can't get a surgery because your ass couldn't go stand in line at fucking Walgreens? Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. No. Uh, we're dealing with it on a regular basis trying to get people to get vaccinated so we don't fucking have massive work shortages, like employee shortages at, at my job. Uh, yeah. it's, it's fucking horrible. It really is. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't need to go too far into it, but yeah, it's it's at this point, if you're not vaccinated, GFY, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, off yourself. I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah. Well, you know what I'm okay with, Frank. Local celebrity status. Okay, that's what okay. I'm okay with. So we need to discuss this, uh -huh. right? So, so two weeks ago, last cast, we were talking about the rollout of Yingling. Uh huh. Right, so let's discuss how that went, and then we'll discuss your minor celebrity. We're not going to discuss how that went because it's still no, happening. I, no, I understand, uh, but I'm saying so. I just started seeing the can, no, the bottles in HEB. Mm -hmm. Am I going to see cans soon? I don't know because we got all of them up here. <laughs> like, we okay, we're putting them we, all we don't out. have any cans down here, from what I can see. We got a lot of draft. Uh huh. I'm seeing draft all over the place, and quite frankly, I had <clears throat> two draft Yinglings last night at Waterloo Ice House. Mm -hmm. Shit's good. Yeah. Um, Schneiderbach is a little more malty than Yingling. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't like. Um, so Yingling's a lot fresher. It doesn't fill up your stomach quite so much, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see the cans. Uh, cans are a hell of a lot more That's what I'm drinking recyclable. tonight. Yeah. No, see, we don't have cans down here. Or I haven't seen them yet. I even went to um, Specs, went to Twin Liquor, went to HEB. All bottles and goddamn, when they empty out your fucking recycling. Oh, you sound like you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the only time of the year I really have that problem is about this time of year when I'm drinking Sam Oktoberfest and they only have a 12 pack bottles. And I'm like, well, fuck me. I'm going to sound like a real asshole. Yep. But no, it wakes everybody up. Yeah. And then also, like, God forbid you have a wife or you that also enjoy wine. Oh, so now you got these big together. bottles clanking into the small bottles, and you sound you, yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty fucking embarrassing. The one that. thing that that like <laughs> woke opened my eyes to the amount of beer that I consume was uh, my neighbor Shannon, longtime listener. Hey, Shannon, what's up? Uh, uh, founder of the Frank Fan Club, North uh, North Texas edition. Um, he, so it's probably a national register too. Yeah, obviously. There's there's fandoms all over this great world of ours. Um, no, but we were talking out in the old in the old uh, 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 trash can alley between our houses, and he said something to the effect of like, "Yeah, man, I heard you taking out the trash the other day," and I was like, "Oh man, he must really love IPAs." I was like, "God damn it, what is?" Right. I feel <laughs> click 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 click. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to push up my glasses. I'm like, well, actually, the IPAs that I drink are all in cans. The yeah. bottles that you what hear you're hearing is Miller Light. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. <laughs> the bottles that you're hearing are typically Shiner of some sort and uh, Sam Adams. Really, those are the only bottles that I regularly have in the house. Or German uh, German beers uh, that come to Texas. They come in bottles. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah so I, right now, okay. So you said you're drinking Yingling. I'm yeah. drinking um, actually Diet Coke. I had some um 
I'm not really sure how you guys want this pronounced in America, but there's a beer from Namibia that is now available at Specs in Texas. Okay. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's called Vintuk Lager. Okay. Um, it's the capital of Namibia is Vintuk. Uh, if you can find it, I would highly suggest buying it. It's ten ninety nine a six pack. It is worth every dollar. It's a really fucking good lager. Um, yeah. So they they also come in these shrink wrapped six packs. Yeah. Uh, so y- that is very popular for imported beers uh, because yeah. it's much lighter in packaging and mm-hmm. uh, typically keeps from breakage because if you can keep bottles keeps them real tight yeah if you can keep bottles touching constantly they're less likely to break so yeah um so in south africa for the most part that's how they package beer because mm -hmm. our roads aren't that good et cetera et cetera (laughs) infrastructure Um, isn't there Uh, yeah there was a goddamn apartheid (laughs) it goes back real real quick they'll pack the six packs in 24 pack boxes Mm mm-hmm and then you can either sell them like that or you can unpack them into their individual sixers. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> funny enough, I went to go buy this yesterday because I it, it's been available kind of here and there. If you knew South Africans, you can get it illegally imported and shit. Um, but now it's in specs. They finally have a legal importer to, to distribute um, the stuff to them or to, to import it and then distribute it. <clears throat> um, so I go to go to Specs to go get some yesterday for this cast, which I, I will be consuming in just a bit. They're just cooling down. Um, and I show up, and as I'm going to Specs, there's this homeless dude walking in the right-hand lane that I'm approaching Specs to, right? So I, I drive around him. It's an empty parking lot, so I just kind of drive around him. And I'm like, okay, that was odd. But whatever. So I, I park the car and walk into Specs, go to the back. I first look for Yingling because that's what I wanted to consume. Uh, couldn't find any. They were sold out. Didn't want to drive to another spot. So I was like, oh, what else is unique? And, and they had Vinthook outside of the, the, the fridge. In the warm box or warm shelf. Yeah. 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 So and and warm like 72 degrees. Right? Yeah. Like, when I say warm, anytime I say warm shelf, it's it's whatever room temp is. Yeah, unless you're in a gas station in some parts of this town, which warm could mean 90, and at that point, don't buy beer off the Or the entire state of Oklahoma before they (laughs) modernized and allowed coolers in liquor stores, yes. Do you remember several times going to Browns and their air conditioner broke? Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that was going through my mind was like, this has been broken for two days. You guys have wine here. You have beer sitting on the floor. Mm -hmm. It's all shot. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all shot. Um, In any case, so I finally... I pick up the six pack and I don't know what, like it's one of those odd occurrences in your life, right? Like I walked down this aisle and I could have chosen one of four aisles to get back to the register, but I choose this one aisle and this dude, this homeless dude that I just saw comes walking around the corner and I see him look around left, right, sticking this expensive bottle of fucking bourbon in his pants and he looks left he looks right doesn't look forward looks forward takes it out puts it on the shelf and walks out <laughs> as that's happening the it happens to be that one of the store employees was right behind me right <clears throat> um because i had just been talking to him about beer and whatnot uh and at specs they get commissioned so they kind of try to like show you where the the uh counter is and all that like they try to be extra nice right Right. so so i 
I see this dude doing this. I look back and the guy goes, yeah, he just tried to do that. <laughs> I like how he came in and did a dry run, like got it in. All right. That's all I need to do to make sure I can make it happen. And he puts it back. Well, so, so what I'm not convinced is that that was the only bottle he was taking. Oh yeah. No. So I, I think he actually got out with a bottle. Yeah. But he had this really nice bottle of bourbon. I mean, it was it, it wasn't Weller's or anything, but it was one of those that like it came in like a Woodford Reserve type yeah. bottle. You know, like they paid for that bottle. Yeah. It's not it's not just it's not a standard punk. just dollar yeah. ninety nine glass bottle. Um, and I I just couldn't even. I was just as the dude turned around, I was like, dude. I would buy that for you if you asked me to buy it, <laughs> but because you try to steal it, get out of here. Like, well, you know, he like he had like three other bottles that were way more expensive, like around himself, uh-huh. and he's like, no, they saw me put this one back. I'm good. But that's yeah. okay. So that that's the strategy I thought of immediately. It was yeah. like, oh, what if he did that on purpose? The old rope a dope. Yeah, like yeah, thing? yeah. Or what if he was trying to steal that bottle, and is just a greedy fucker. Mm. And, you know, that's like the two ways it could go. The dude is like, oh, top shelf or sorry, mid top shelf bourbon because the top shelf shit is behind the counter. Yeah. But it was it was definitely like a a liter of some decent bourbon. I'd put it right around that 50 to 60 dollars a bottle because bourbon is just kind of that price now. I want to throw another scenario at you that you didn't mention. Okay, Okay. what if this guy? Ocean's Eleven type scenario, okay? And he's just playing the part. He's testing out his character of a homeless person who's gonna, like, fumbling around a store. Meanwhile, the other guys are in the back. The one guy's, like, coming in on ropes and stealing, like, a really nice gin or, I don't know, fucking champagne. And then the other, like, there's a lady who's like, ooh, she's all tipsy and everybody's trying to help her. And then, like, the fucking George Clooney type's just, like, lying in the inside of his trench coat and all this other stuff. But he's just doing the test run to see if he can get into character, if he can harness the power of a homeless man and then like God. draw attention to himself. And this is just a dry run. And then they're going to yeah. come back and hit him later for dozens of dollars. That's a that's a really interesting, uh, in, interesting thought. I, I would say um, that last point that you made is the dozens of dollars component. I'm not sure that specs would be, you know, high on the list of places I would go. Um, rampage on a on a Ocean's Eleven type heist. I, I probably wouldn't even do a dry run. I would just walk in, see if it worked. If it didn't work, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, which, which to me seems to be what he was doing. He was mm. just like, oh, let's see if I can get some free booze. But he was walking down the middle of that road like he owned it, man. And then fucking tail between legs walked out of there. That sucks. Real funny scenario. Well, um, so, yes, the, back to the Yingling launch. It's a big deal. Um, it was already sold out where you are. Um, I built a 250-case display on Monday. And as I was building it, we sold 10 cases of 24-pack <laughs> cans off said display, which did suck because we had to reconfigure the display as we were building it. But, you know, minor details. But the amount of people who walked in the store saw the giant display and went, holy fucking shit. Those exact words. Not like I'm not exaggerating. There's a grown ass man in a dress shirt, dress pants, and dress shoes. Said, "Holy fucking shit!" I didn't think I'd ever see the day where this got here. And then promptly filled up his buggy with every variety of Yingling that they had in that store. I was like, Jesus Christ! I mean, I I left there that day with a 24 pack. 
it wasn't cold because it had gotten there earlier that day and hadn't been in the refrigerator long enough to be cold, but made it home with me. It was pretty cool. Not going to lie. Nice. I only have about six cans of it left, so I'm going to have to re-up tomorrow, but it's it's good, man. I'm, I'm glad it's here. I'm glad uh, that there's a chunk of my life that is gone now, um, but I can put that feather in my cap that... I helped get this shit rolling. Um, I will say one thing I did learn about Yingling that you and I have talked about before, um, and you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about Shinerbach. One, I realized how much I dislike Shinerbach after I had Yingling regularly. I'm like, oh, no, this is just fuck it. Shinerbach is just not good. Um, well, it's not. It's not. It's not bad. It's just super sweet. No, like, it's there's not a the lot same. of there's a lot of off flavors in Shinerbach, yeah. uh, and yes, it's also barely a lager at this point. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, like when you taste it, when you taste Shinerbach against a really made, well, really well made, legitimate like amber lager, fucking get out. Anyway, but one thing I have found is that drinking Yingling out of a can, I can't do it. Can't do it. I have to pour it into a glass in order to uh, drink it happily. And I think it's the level of carbonation that's in that's in uh, Yingling just fills me up immediately. Like I can barely get more than a can in. Pour it into a glass. I mean, y'all heard the last cast that we did where I was at like eight by the end of the cast. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, it goes down a lot easier and I enjoy it. Uh, one thing that I also enjoy is flight, which if you can get your hands on that down there, oh, it's fucking delicious. Uh, it's a goddamn science experiment, but it's really good. It's called Yingling Flight? Yeah, it's in a white can with blue uh, blue lettering on it. It looks it looks like uh, it should be in the hands of like suburban moms, uh, like brunch time, but Got it's it. fucking good. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, with that so, whole with that whole launch thing, um, I went to a little small pop up event over in the stockyards. Um, they had it was a, tiny. Ti- it it really was fucking tiny. <laughs> Um, but we were there trying to hoop it up and, you know, make sure people got a taste yingling for the first time. You played time. basketball? Wow. Yeah. We, we had a whole peach basket up, nailed to the, nailed to a tree. Went old school with it. If you've ever been to the stockyards, it wouldn't be out of place. Anyway, um, so we're down there and there's a photo booth at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, I got to the stockyards at like 630 in the morning. Um, and then about 1130 when things were wrapping up and they were going to do their tasting events. I'm like, you know what? Let me get a fucking 16 ounce tall boy and uh, go over this photo booth with my coworkers and uh, do some, you know, the classic three three picture photo situation where you do one stoic, one little wonky, and then one over the top picture. Yeah. Frank, what I didn't know was that the local news crew, I think they were from NBC5 in Dallas, uh, they were there uh, shooting video of this whole event. And uh, I made the news. Um, and I only found out that I made the news cause I don't fucking watch local news at all anymore. Um, found out I made the news because one of my other coworkers was tagged by a fucking mega real estate agent in Dallas. Okay. I mean, he tagged him and just said, you know, I'll, I'll save his name. Watch out for this guy in the red and black shirt. He'll come and drink all your beer and then tagged, just call him Joseph tagged Joseph. And I was like, but it was you. No, it was Joseph. But I was also wearing a red and black shirt and the looking f- ridiculous. The, <laughs> the fucking take a guess which photo they chose to record. Uh, it was the over the top fucking wacky. Brian looks like he's trying to come through your television screen. 
um, to, in fact, steal all your beer. So that got spread around the entire city of Dallas uh, and all of his real estate agent, no, like all of his real estate, fellow real estate agents and all of the customers that he has serviced over the last like three decades of being a real estate agent in Dallas who were friends with him on Facebook all got to see Brian's psychotic fucking face look like I was screaming and like coming to choke you with my can of yingling. I, it was pretty good. It was, I mean, for the fucking content, it was great. Um, for me and my sanity and any hopes of getting a job outside of the beer business, that's it's all gone now. It's all gone. I can only be described as the crazy fucking bearded beer strangler. I think is what they would go with. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to make up my own nicknames, uh, but y- y- you can make up your own. So yeah, no, I reached local celebrity status this week. I'll be signing autographs uh, at the Seven Eleven out in Crossroads, Texas. Uh, I'll be there. Um, Getting gas tomorrow morning, so if you're in the area, um, I'll stop by. I'm doing doing just doing a quick NBLB pop up at like six thirty in the morning. You might get a slice of a hand pan pizza for breakfast. Mm-mm. Now I got to save that for the little one tomorrow night. You know. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and if you hear me go on mute, it's because I'm chewing, and this uh, the pizza is. We'll just call it juicy, and I don't want any like chewing sounds to come through the microphone. But it Very is really nice. good, so thank you. No, you're welcome. So yeah, uh, big shout outs to Domino's new recipes all around. Uh, shit's amazing. Especially a thing crust. I heard this hand pan thing is, it, it is brand new. It's like a couple weeks old. Supposedly real good. Brian's vouching for it. Says it's real good. I haven't ordered it yet. Um, <clears throat> you dick. I thought you would be, I've ordered some too. No, no, no. The, so the hand pan's super expensive. That that pizza off the shelf is twenty two bucks. I had a free medium pizza to redeem, so I redeemed it for that to hear the review to see if it's worth ordering. That, well, thanks for using me as your test kitchen here. Um, it's good. Uh, I mean, I give it's, it a, it's free pizza. I give it a thumbs up. The best free pizza, right? Um, okay, so <clears throat> what I was also going to say is um, there was a little event today in soccer that I think we just need to quickly touch base on. And that is the um, the Champions League draw yep. today. Um, shout out to Chelsea for getting probably the easiest hey, draw listen, um, in uh, the history of draws. Hold, my friend, because there was another draw that happened this week that I'd like to touch on that was even more ridiculous than Chelsea's draw of... We got okay. Juventus, okay? so We can talk through this. You got Juventus who... Is about to get rid of Ronaldo. Now that might actually be good for them because Debaila uh, is is a he's much more free flowing and yeah. multifaceted without Ronaldo. I was gonna say Ronaldo is kind of like an anchor uh, in some ways to like the dynamics of a fucking football team. Yeah, like, <clears throat> and if Ronaldo goes to Man City, that's gonna be amazing. But um, okay, so the. The group that we're talking about for Chelsea is Group H, Juventus, and then Zenit St. Penis Petersburg, which is Penisburg not even worth is no, talking about. Now they're forever known as Penisburg now. Yeah, and then uh, Malmo, which also is nothing. So Chelsea will be in the round of sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the one group that I'm really fascinated about is Villarreal, Man United, Atalanta, and Young Boys, because I think I'm not going to put my money on it. But this is Villarreal's best chance at getting top of the group or second um, in a Champions League in quite some time. Uh, I think they can make it to the round of 16. 
Um, it's not Man U. I, I know Man U fans always overrate their club and everybody else underrates them, but uh, <clears throat> Villarreal's defense is really fucking good. They have really, really good counterattacking. I can see Villarreal topping this group. Atalanta is dangerous as hell, but they don't play a lot of defense. So um, we'll see what side shows up. They could top the group easily as well. Um, I I personally think if Villarreal and Atalanta show up, I don't think Man U makes it to the round of 16, but we will see because Premier League is so difficult um, that to then have to go play Villarreal and Atalanta as well is going to be tough. So Mid, I think that's mid-week. a very tough group. That's what a lot of people who are like maybe not as familiar with soccer have to realize is they are playing these super high-level, like world-class teams in the middle of the week while they play their club soccer on the weekends. It's fucking insane. The it's going to be very difficult. So, And Man is not deep enough to do that. So mm-hmm. Chelsea can sit against Wolfsburg. They, they might be able to sit, say, Lukaku if they need to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Man not deep enough to do that. So uh, Man, that, that group, Group F, is going to be real interesting. Um, group D started shaping up as the group of death. It is not. No. Um, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Sheriff are bullshit teams. <laughs> Um, you're hating on Ukraine football right now. Is that what it is? No, no, I'm, I'm not. I just don't think it's worth <laughs> no. some of the other teams. So group C, my prediction is Dortmund and, uh, I well, uh, yeah, Ajax or Ajax, which is what they call it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they're going to make it through. I don't think sporting has a chance and I don't think, uh, well, Basicas or Betsicas, depending on where you're from. Um, I don't think they stand much of a chance. Now, Group B, I was Group say- B is a fucking battle. Like, that is not easy. Porto always has a good young team. They're, they're going to steal a game from one of the three Titans. AC Milan being in that fourth pot. Um, granted, they're not AC Milan of 20 years ago. but No, but they do have Tammy Abraham now, which is they have fucking plenty. Crazy. Yeah, they have plenty of firepower um, to upset someone. Uh, Liverpool and Atletico Madrid, obviously Madrid is going to try to park the bus as much as possible, score on the counter. Uh, to me, it's Liverpool first in that group, unless they try, um, unless they try too hard. Nope. Fuck sense. me. Sorry. Uh, Tammy is playing in Roma. He's not going to be. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. AC, yeah. Roma who didn't is, make it. Who this is year. AC? Oh, uh, Giroud, uh, Olivier Giroud. Olivier Giroud is their striker. Yeah, so so AC Milan is going to be interesting because I don't think people really know how good they're going to be. They spent some money. Um, <clears throat> very interesting. Atletico is going to be there. Uh, <clears throat> Liverpool, it's tough. I don't know. They, they you, I, I still think they're going to win Prem. Mm. I said it at the beginning. Mm. Um, mm. But everybody else in Prem loaded up. So if they want to win Prem, it's going to be difficult. Um if they focus on Champions League, it might be easier. Um, so I don't know. Too. Liverpool's got some decisions to make because if Man City gets Ronaldo, you guys have Lukaku. Um, <clears throat> and we've still got two defenders that we are trying to attain at the moment. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, Tomorrow's the end of the deadline. We're fucking um, trying to actively sell off one of our best <laughs> defenders, and I don't understand why. I really fucking don't. Yeah, you just got to trust the system, man. It's not, it's, it, I've always wondered things as well. And 
you sometimes you just have to trust the system. I guess. Um, it, it produced the Champions League, so why not? Um, the yeah, the the thing that I'll say is, I I don't I don't know what they're going to focus on. It's going to be interesting because if they if if Man City gets Ronaldo, they're arguably top. Um, Chelsea is right next to him. Um, and then there's, to me, there's a pretty sizable gap. Um, Salah is not what he used to be. Sadio Mane is not what he used to be. Um, we'll see. I mean, they still have Virgil van Dijk, which obviously is one of them, if not the top center back in the world. Um, it'll be interesting. Top group, uh, group A, Man City, PSG, Leipzig. That was the one that I was going to look out Bruges. for. Yeah, Club Bruges. Yeah, uh, that one's the one that I was thinking would be a, a fun ass pool to watch because it will be because Leipzig opens people up so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really I I like watching them play, um, and then PSG and Man City. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. Yeah, neat. especially if, if if Ronaldo goes to Man City, that's gonna be a group to watch. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, man. I mean, it, it, to me, the Champions League as always feels wide open. I'll address the Group E. Um, it should it should come out with Barcelona and Bayern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there Barcelona bad, has is there a any, lot of questions at the moment to any, answer. There's a lot of young kids on the team. Is there any bad um, blood uh, between uh, Barcelona and Bayern Munich? Not bad, but they've always beat us fair and square. There's not been like the Liverpool fans were just assholes when they beat us. Yeah. Um, Bayern fans are always we're we respect each other because we're both uh, uh, fan owned teams. Mm. Um, Liverpool used to be until they sold out. So at least they sold to an American family. That's good. Yeah. So it's, um, it's going to be a good champions league. I I don't know how far Barcelona is going to make it. Honestly, I don't care. Um, I'm excited for this group because it is a very difficult group. Mm -hmm. Um, Dynamo Kiev is the top team in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, Benfica is a very fucking good team out of Portugal. Um, they're always right next to Porto for either being the top team. And then obviously we play Bayern, which is the top club side in the world at the moment. So, so I, have a, I have an embarrassing confession. Um, <clears throat> I was about, uh, I was today years old when I found out that Benfica is not a player, but a fucking team. Oh. Uh, I was like, cause I've heard the name so many times. I'm like, Oh, that Benfica guy must be good. He's has a, been a player, has been a player oh, as he, well. He ha- Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. So I'm not a complete fucking idiot. No, no, no. Good. There have been a couple of players with the last name Benfica. That's oh. not, yeah. <laughs> That's that you did not imagine that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, the the draw. I mean, Group G is a joke. Sevilla, Lille, Red Bull, Salzburg, and Wolfsburg. It will most likely be, and I know people are going to say this might be crazy. I can see Wolfsburg and Sevilla move on from that group. I was going to say, I, I I was hoping for like some dark horse of Salzburg coming through, just because they play in the Austrian divisions. Like yeah. they don't get as much. Well, like, they're also they're coached by an American. Oh, they're fucked. They're going to fuck this up. They're no, gonna, no, no. He's he's it. brought them to this level. Like mm-hmm. they spend they, because they're sponsored by Red Bull. They have quite a, a big. Well, yeah, I was gonna kitty. say they're a conglomerate with other German squads too, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they they should do okay if if they were to live up to the expectations, they'd be in the round of sixteen. Mm. But they have no local competition. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, what are they doing to play to the level that Wolfsburg will be, or yeah, um, you know. Uh, 
really any of the other teams. Lille is a French team and whatever. Uh, fuck they fuck are, French. They are Lille. not good. I'm going to be honest. No. And also, <laughs> like, it's time UEFA adjusted the way that they rank um, this draw because we of... don't need. Yeah. It's it, the French league isn't even top five in the world. No. So they should get one, maybe two teams, maybe two um, into Champions League. They should certainly not get. Um, they shouldn't get a top fucking pick. Like they sh- a, no, no, they should not. They were in a pot one, if you will. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Well, PSG was pot two, but still, I don't see how. The, well, I see how. Anyway, they, yeah, well, it's messy, and and they they performed well last year. They were in the final, so it's well, not. No, that's why I, I would see them as a pot one team versus Lil Lil whatever the fuck. Yeah, I think I think what there's you have to. Yeah, why did Lila even get in? I don't even. Yeah, it's. Wait, fucked. did we uncover once, something? Once you get past, they like, snuck in. No one checked them. They were like, "Oh fuck, we didn't no, even look at their once, record." No, but once you get past your, um, your core sort of four, right? Mm-hmm. Like your La Liga, Bayern, well, uh, Bundesliga, Bundesliga, Premier League, the core. Well, the core three used to be Liga was in the core four. If you were in the top four. They just went straight up. They're like all the top ones get the first pool, yep. top twos get the second. Um, and now they they do some fucking weird gymnastics to include um, the the French first league, which is a shit league. Yeah, um, it's absolute trash. Um, and they're trying to justify, you know, the deals that they have with that league and all that shit. So I don't really care. Gerard Piquet just bought the entire TV rights for all of Spain for like two and a half million pounds. So what? the league is trash. <laughs> no one's yeah. looking to watch a it. A lot of buying the power. Reason, yeah, Jesus. he just he bought it because Messi's in the league. So he's like, oh, Barca fans are going to want to watch it. I'll broadcast it locally through my TV channel and hopefully make some ad money on it. I, I mean, I, I think it's a genius investment. He got it for three years. Isn't, so, isn't uh, La Liga isn't that or Ligon isn't that broadcast through Paramount now in America? I don't know who broadcasts it, dude. But I I've watched. Okay, so I've got this whole theory. Mm-hmm. Kylian Mbappe, if he didn't play in Liga, would be shit. Um, yes, because he's been shit against every good team. He, okay, so he scored against a absolute geriatric Barcelona backline. Okay. He scored three goals, and that's that's his most crowning achievement since the World Cup. Now, if you want to go blow your load at 220 million pounds to go get him, or euros, which apparently uh, is what PSG wants, and Real Madrid offered 185, and they didn't take it, which is out of this fucking world, dumb. Yeah. Um, if you want to go pay that for a dude who is literally just fast in a straight line, go ahead. Like I, I do not want that guy anywhere near my team. Barcelona would never buy a player like that. Real Madrid always like shit their pants over shit like that. Um, that's why they ended up paying to build Chelsea in the way that they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I it's I can't imagine. So he's gonna leave for free to Real next summer. And he's gonna be shit in La Liga because we have plenty quick defensive or well now i'm thinking football center backs and and wing backs to stop what he's doing the safety um, the safety and cornerbacks of football football yeah and and you're just going to i mean if you know this dude's going to try to sprint past you every single time you just back up 
Back up or, or catch him offside. Maybe yeah. Like, that's I mean, what they did not, to Timo Werner for the fucking first eight months that he was in Premier League. He's literally never proven to be able to do anything else. So mm-hmm. why are we even pretending as though this guy against a good defense or just a decent side right. is going to do it all the time? So, yeah, it, it's funny as hell. Whatever. We'll see. Mbappe's not going to do shit in, uh, in Champions League this year because the ball is going to be in Messi's hands. <laughs> in Neymar's hands and Icardi is probably going to score a shit ton of goals because Messi doesn't have time for people like Kylian Mbappe. He does not have the fucking time for it. And I bet Mbappe trying to move his, uh, trying to force his move is because he's seeing in practice, oh my God, I I don't fit. Yeah. And he doesn't fit. He does not fit. Icardi uh, uh, is the Suarez of that group. Neymar will behave like Neymar has always done with Messi. And Messi is fucking Messi. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're going to fit in this little fucking 23-year-old who can only sprint, good luck. It's not going to happen. It's going to be very difficult for you to justify Kylian Mbappe. 150-plus million. Uh, mm-hmm. Around 200 million is what he's asking. There's That's fucking incredible. Uh, so <clears throat> we were talking about draws earlier. And uh, remember I mentioned that uh, if you thought the... Uh, very favorable draw that Chelsea got was something. I mean, it's we're, we call this draw a walk in the park, my friend. Well, I mean, I don't, my dog just coughed up a fucking hairball or something. I heard me. that. Jesus Everybody Christ. heard that. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> I think he like choked on his spit or something and woke himself up. Nice. Uh, okay, so uh, this week there was also a draw for the Carabao Cup. Uh, oh, God, England. I saw this as well. Uh, the draw of the fucking century for... The Premier League champions last year, uh, Man City. So just to give some perspective, I mean, the the draw that happens in the third round, uh, there have been two rounds played already uh, with lower league, you know, lower team, lower tier yeah, it's, teams. It's, it's single elimination for like a play in non, non-ranked teams. Yeah, yeah. And then the ranked teams, they come in in the third round and ranked teams, basically the top eight or 12 in premier but it's, league it's no it's no different than champions league so champions exactly. league started back at the middle of july yeah and the draw right now is for the round of 32 yep so which is where 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 the efl cup is okay or the english football league cup carabao um, is what it's called ca- yeah i always i always said carabao yeah, it's Carabao. Carabao. It's a shit energy drink, apparently, in England. So there's that. Uh, so for uh, so Wolves pulled Tottenham. Okay, pretty legit. Fulham pulled Leeds United. Well, okay, maybe not the best pull. It's still pretty. Well, Leeds used to be a top flight team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chelsea pulled Aston Villa, which fuck. That's a tough team. That's a goddamn tough third round uh, pull there. Uh, Leicester City pulled Millwall. Okay. That's a good team for them. I get, yeah, sure. It's a good. It's one of those like Millwall could could pull off an upset and it would be huge for that club. And then fucking Manchester City pulls Brighton, Brighton no, FC. No, Wycombe. The Wycombe Wanderers. Okay. Ever heard of them? I I have not, but I'll be honest. I'm not huge into into oh, EPL. Oh oh oh. Third tier English soccer is that what you were about to say? Because that's Whoa. where they are. They're they're not even they're not in the Champions Cup or okay. So now what you have to remember, everybody needs to remember this. Man City came from the third tier. Yeah, okay. We to become the Cinderella club that they're story. Now I'm not I'm not predicting that for the future of Wycombe FC, 
but we'll see. I mean, the fact that they got to the round of 32 in English soccer is a big fucking deal for oh, that yeah. club. Oh, it's, it's massive. Now, the fact that they would be paired up against Man City is absolutely... It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> the people on the internet uh, were pretty well outspoken about how shit that pull was, that draw was. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was hilarious that their liter- their mascot is a goddamn pelican and they have so, come in their name. So if you yeah, that's true. So if if you um if you follow some of these regional club competitions, there are a couple of them experimenting with a bit of a different system mm-hmm. for these draws. So they essentially put tier 1 pools against each other and tier twos against each other yeah to get the tier twos a little bit further in the competition because to them the tier twos are their champions league right so well for the tier twos this is their champions league so um i know in in um spain we have the uh copa del rey which is the our version of the the uh fa cup Mm -hmm. and for that specific trophy, I think it's this year or next year, they're going to try to get the smaller clubs a little further down the line. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it gives them an unfair advantage, but holy shit, um, they get more revenue. They can build their club a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting. Like I think these various associations are going to have to get quite creative with how they make sure – that their country doesn't turn into um, just American football and baseball. Like, oh, yeah. it's super boring in in all of the American sports that you could have an owner not want to spend any money, still sell tickets to games. You will never win a championship being a fan of that team. Um, there's nothing to look for. There's one title, right? Uh, Wycombe's going home tonight. They drew Man City, but they're in the round of 32, yeah, meaning true. they're one of the 32 best teams in English soccer. That's pretty fucking cool. They get a big paycheck for just going and playing those games. Um, I don't know if I'm if I'm reading the the draws correctly, but they're listed second, which typically in our like in my world of sports is there that means they're at home, which would be fucking hilarious to see Man City playing in a fucking League Two stadium. Which, yeah, so their, their first game is probably at home, but this is home and away, right? No, uh, I think it's just, it's single elimination all the way through. Car- oh, it's the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's yeah. not the FA Cup. Yeah, FA yeah. Cup's home and away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, if they're if they're at home, that'd be awesome. Good for them. <laughs> be fucking sick. It was great last year watching. Uh, I forget who it was. It was playing Chelsea, but they were. I mean, they were just getting slaughtered uh in in Stamford Bridge and you just see like the look on the players faces when they walked in last year it was an empty stadium so it was a little different but it was still like you see these guys who came up some of them came up in the Chelsea Academy and this is like their first time playing on a Premier League pitch they're like kind of in awe as they're getting their asses whooped <laughs> they're like this is pretty sweet though I mean we're here you know we made it here this is pretty yeah, sweet yeah I, I feel as though that's similar to the the Bulls uh, indoor soccer league mm mm-hmm. mhm Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're just happy to be here. We're folks. just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Two ball indoor soccer. Wow, can't believe we made it to this stage. Uh, <laughs> can't can't believe we sunk wow. this low. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. A lot of people said we would never make it, but here we are. You know, here we are. <laughs> a lot of people said we shouldn't try. Yeah, but we did. A lot of those people are the refs, and uh, they were. <laughs> 
laughing at us. The they bo- legitimately requested that we forfeit the match at halftime, and yeah. we said no. No, no, we're fucking no real left behind. Started a long time ago. No soccer left behind. We, ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about is a, a rec league. Uh, two ball indoor soccer that we played at Oklahoma State uh, as part of the Blue Bulls franchise that we started. Multi sport. I mean, it was really, it was very much like a uh, European club team where, you know, you're, they've got like Barcelona soccer, basketball, floor hockey, whatever else that FC Barcelona. Except imagine, yeah. imagine a rugby team trying to play basketball. Uh huh. That's what this was. And then it was the same group of people signing up for all these sports. All the sports. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, you're never going to see Messi going out there and shooting threes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it basically what we were. You know, um, we had the big lumbering Streff who. Uh, don't know how he was our fucking best quarterback that we could field in football, but there he was. Uh, trying, he did well. He, he did, did well. He didn't do bad. I will give him that. Uh, and then after he grasped the concept of staying behind your blockers and not just running like a fucking idiot, uh, mm-hmm. it's flag football, bro. They they can't run me over. Just stand behind me. You're fine. You're six mm-hmm. four. Throw over their fucking head. Anyway, but yeah, then watching him try to kick a soccer ball was hilarious. Like what do you, what do uh, the whole thing and now there were two sports we were decent at floor hockey floor hockey we were good and football those are the two we could do we could I, do those two I propose well. to you that we played better at softball than we did at football oh softball we were pretty good we, too as although well, yeah. we stepped outside the blue bulls franchise and we were the ball and stallins which in hindsight probably not a great name choice but <laughs> there we were oh wait no we Wait, no, we were Castro's Castro's castrators in baseball. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We were the ball in Stalins for basketball. That's what it was. But it was still uh, parentheses, and, and, parentheses yo, blue bulls. Good, good shit on the school for not, you know, suspending anybody for that name. Because I think today... Oh, it would get into some serious issues. Yeah. Oh, heaven forbid that some Cuban national who fucking escaped Castro's goddamn dictatorship would have seen Castro's castrators on the baseball lineup and like, hey, guys, kind of offensive. (laughs) And we would have had to been like, yeah, sorry about that. In the name of humor. That was I mean, this is like naming a fantasy football team. So, well, that's the way we looked at it. Apparently, others did not. Apparently, it, it would be offensive. Well, not apparently. I could understand it being offensive. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't take a big leap to figure no, out where it the doesn't. offense it doesn't. comes. It doesn't. But th- them, thems were the days. Uh, <laughs> Times were different. You know, I probably, will say, I took that, a... F- but that's not, not, not an excuse. It was also, like, that name was ran pl- past plenty of committees, <laughs> and it made it to the field. It made it. So, Do you remember that time that you and I were voted the like commissioners of our football team, and we had to go to that first flag football meeting with all oh. intramural sports, and they mispronounced our name? Okay, so we were the Blue Bulls, okay? Named yeah. after a rugby <laughs> team. And these people, like... The the fucking intramural f- sports council, which is goddamn, it's Bible uh, in some colleges. The, we're in a giant classroom of like two hundred fifty people. Oh, we were protesting something, weren't we? No, we weren't. We were we were just there. Like it was just that like first meeting where they show oh, up. Oh, they go through the rules. They go through the that. rules and like, hey, if anybody fucks up, you two on you two representatives for each team are responsible. Okay, go forth. But before they let everybody go, they had to make sure that everybody was there. So they read down the names of all the all the teams in competition. Okay, so we get to Group B or Class B or C or whatever we fucking signed up for that year. Uh, men's all men's flag football. Uh, is there a representative from Blue Balls? We all just sat there. 
Frank and I look at each other we're like, did he fucking mean bulls? Did he? <laughs> is that us? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And we go, uh, is that bulls? And he goes, no, it's blue ball. No, it's blue bulls. Yeah, bulls. We're here. The looks, the laughter, the fucking fun that we got made fun of by yeah. all 250 mixed genders of people in that room. It was great. I was like, yep, uh, no, uh, we, we are actually, both of us are single. You guys looking for, no, you're just making fun of us. Okay, nope, no big deal, no big deal, no yep. big deal. Well, I'll also give us credit. We were one of the original supporters of online t-shirt printing. Oh, yeah. Cus- Customink.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, put put them on the map. Yeah, you're we welcome. didn't go local. Most people went local. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> fuck this. We're too lazy. We're t- no, it's not too lazy, Frank. What it was, was we did not have a way to get a digital file to the t shirt maker in time for them to print it for us to play. That's right. And also mm-hmm. to our hey, we were bargain shopping, okay? Because they, the customink.com let you print numbers on the back for like mm-hmm. nothing extra. It was like 10 bucks a shirt. It was legit. This was in their fifth, 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 fifth year, fifth year of operation. So we were early adopters ground, of customink.com. Ground floor, if you will. Yeah, ground floor investors <laughs> in the shirts. Um, Some say we, we put them uh, on the we we still I, I think I still have a couple of them. I have mine. mine it's in my uh, box of shit that I keep move after move for some reason. Oh, you got to keep that. That's good memories. That's oh, good stuff. Um, yeah, no, the Blue Bulls, man, that shit was good. We even showed up for the ball in Stalins in our Blue Bulls. Well, yeah, we had to have a uniform. They said so. We're like, this <laughs> so is all we, we got. Ourselves something else. <laughs> oh God, it's classic, classic. Yeah, that shit was good. Um, so yeah, shout out to OSU for not losing their minds when uh, Castro's castrators came to the plate. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that that's physical insulting. The ball on Stalin's, I don't know that that's quite as insulting. That's just a play on words. Yeah, Castro's castrators were definitely one of the. Uh, that was yeah, a, probably should have gotten some repercussions for that name. I remember that was the year that I was working at Staples, so I had to miss a lot of softball games. But when I showed up, I was embarrassed a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> I remember there was one game that I had to, like, it was a co-ed team that we were on somehow. Some I don't know wh- how or why, but uh, we pulled the female pitcher, and they were like, we got to have somebody pitch who hasn't pitched, like, in the last two. I was like, it's fucking slow-pitch softball. Yeah. You, you can <laughs> kick the... lobbing it in there. Yeah. So, of course, I, I was like, I'll throw. I don't care. I'll, I'll get it in there. I fucking can't throw underhand to save my life. I fucking got reprimanded by the ump at one point. He was like, hey, it has to be above this. I was like, how do you fucking know what degree of approach it is? Like, how does that even... I didn't know how to be a goddamn aeronautical engineer to throw a goddamn softball. I, the the people at the plate had no problem hitting it because they were knocking the shit out of the ball. And I'm like... I, uh, I, slow pitch. Slow pitch is always one of those things where... If you just have a couple good hitters, you run rule them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the whole, the whole, yeah. I, I don't get slow. I don't, I don't understand slopish softball at all. No idea. I, I enjoyed our uh, Sandlot League that we played on our own on Saturdays and Sundays way mm-hmm. more. That was fucking awesome. Like, if I could get a group of people together who I, uh, could trust and knew that they wouldn't goddamn bean me in the ass or some some shit and, and just, show up and show up yeah that's the other thing uh, uh no hold on 
show up and be as hungover as I am. Okay. Because that was a thing. Cause you'd have somebody who was like, yeah, I know how to work last night, but you know, got home, got to bed early. Fuck out of here. What are you doing? Like we literally, we woke up in a haze. We're still in said haze. We had to have somebody else drive us here because we weren't legally allowed to drive. Like that's the style of baseball that we played. Remember that time that, that our buddy Miller got us to play a pickup game with that group of Mexican guys who played every fucking week. Uh, Destroyed us. Destroyed us. They fucking came out with catcher's gear. We were (laughs) looking at like, our fucking, our second baseman's got a first baseman's mitt, okay? We don't even, what do you mean? Catcher, catching gear? They're like, yeah, you can use it if you want. Like, we can just switch off and use each other's, like, stuff. I'm like, who's gonna catch? Raise your hand. (laughs) Who's gonna fucking catch? Who's done this before? Like I have, but I'm not going to catch today. I'm not getting on my knees. Kiss my ass. I'm not fucking. It's hot. I'm not gonna catch. I don't trust that whoever's pitching is not gonna hit me in the dick at least twice. Like didn't stress. Didn't Streff catch that? Yeah, Streff. He's like, I'll do it. I play goalie. Okay, that translates. Like that translates well. This motherfucker is about to steal second every time. Every time. <laughs> and of course that happened. I'm like, Steph's not going to chuck anybody out at second at 90 fucking feet from his knees. Get out of here. Like, oh, he's man. literally yeah, just we, stopping we wild always, pitches. We always vastly overestimated our ability. I, I just and remember it, that day walking out, there, walking out on the field. Like, Miller comes back. He's like, dude, I got us a pickup game. I'm like, oh, that sound, no one fucking wanted that. Like, he's like, no, it's right over here on this field. I'm like, oh, that's the field with the actual mound. That's pretty sweet <laughs> we walk over there and i'm like uh they had like their wives were all with them and shit <laughs> I'm like they, i'm like that dude's about gotta... to just truck truck roll some gringos yeah they were like oh this is this is our crew like crew i fucking barely know billy i just know him from fucking showing up out here <laughs> i just know billy loves baseball and thinks he's really good at it yeah and he like can swing a bat and he's got an extra glove that's great like come do you on. remember do you remember clay who like oh loved baseball but was so was bad at it fucking terrible listen he may i wanted to see him go out there and shag fly balls at fucking in the seventh inning Okay, he's that dickhead <laughs> if he, bet he'd be better than brian he would have at least touched one probably but then Ask him to throw it back to the fucking guy. That's never gonna happen. No, no. <laughs> I just yeah, remember he was a real shoulder pusher. It was it, lit- it was literally it was like Michael Scott watching Stanley dribble a basketball. Mm-hmm. We saw. I saw. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? He's <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna play outfield. All right, man. Whatever. He gets out there. Fucking one. Oh, he played center field. Oh yeah. I, I got I got some wheels. Fuck out of here, Clay. What are you talking about? You have yeah. wheels. You what? For what? Chasing <laughs> balls? That's it. That's all you're doing. You're never getting under them. You're never going to fucking catch one in the air. You're going to fucking run. Just stand. You know what? Just stand on the warning track and catch them there because at least the wall behind you will keep it close. Fuck out of here. Oh, man. Yeah, shit, dude. There were some good times there. That I, was some good times. Dude, I the first day we went out there and somebody shows up with an aluminum bat. I was like, like first, I got a big problem here. We're playing on a little league field and we're all grown ass men. Okay. <laughs> like who wants to play third? Fuck you. I'm not no, doing that. Then someone said, let's do home run derby instead. Yeah. Well, like that's at least fucking moving everybody out of the danger zone. You remember the one time the fur? Oh my God. So I remember pitching one time and 
like I my nickname in high school baseball was BP because I just throw nothing but strikes. <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, I got control. I can put whatever you want, but it's going to be a fucking strike. <laughs> so I was like, I'll pitch. I got no problem. I'm throwing just fucking meatballs because that's all you want to do anyway. You're not fucking yeah. throwing junk and knuckle curve. Come Shut the fuck up, man. Just throw the goddamn ball and let Clay swing away. But you remember our one friend, we'll just call him G. Oh, yeah. Who was like, oh, I'll be catcher. And we're he like, I kicked out of school for smuggling beer no, up into his room. Not, and it, no, 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 no. That's that's no? that that his last uh, name is G. This one, his sorry. first name starts with G. And he was, he was like, oh, I want to play catcher. And we were like, well, we don't have any fucking gear. So that's a terrible idea. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. I'll just back up. I was like, uh oh. Okay. <laughs> he, got, he got knocked in the face. Yes. He caught fucking second pitch. A foul tip hit him right in the face. I was like, God damn it. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he started bleeding. Dude. Yeah, he was covered in blood because he got hit in the face with a fucking baseball. Like, dude, I just remember dude, feeling God so it. goddamn bad. And I mean, it, reflexes of a snail. It, it, he, yeah, it was fucking terrible. Oh, speaking of fun baseball shit and reflexes of a snail. So I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Ball just knocked the shit out. I'm surprised he didn't lose a tooth. I was too. I thought he. I thought he either lost a tooth or got a tooth knocked through his lip. That's how much blood uh-huh. there was. It was all over. He goes, "I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> not good. You're not good, no. buddy. Not hey, good dude, from out are, here. You are drinking your own blood at this point. I heard that's unhealthy at this amount. In like emergency responses, uh, like uh, <laughs> first aid and stuff like that. You're supposed to stay calm and uh, calm the the victim down or the patient down. And everything that was going through me was like, "Holy shit, you're bleeding from the face." And I was like, Dunno. "And and he was calming himself down. Oh yeah, he's doing a great. Job. Everybody else just was like, "Holy shit, dude, you need to go to the hospital." So, oh, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> okay, dude. Okay, you're good. So this one time we were playing little league ball. I mean, this, we'll get off baseball, but it was fucking. It's amazing. So uh, we're playing little league ball, uh, kid pitch. Okay, so it kind of gives you that time frame of like ten years old ish. This kid comes out for the baseball team. It's little league, so there's no tryouts. You just fucking sign up for a team, and that's when you're on. This kid comes out there. He's never played baseball before at, to the point where uh, my dad was one of our coaches. My dad asked him, like, hey, are you right-handed or left-handed? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we'll figure this out, I guess, as we go along. He had a, uh, a left-handed uh, baseball glove, and he threw right-handed, so it was a bit of a problem. Um, he uh, So his glove was on the hand that he should have Yeah, no, I get, I get it. But yeah. why, why didn't anybody just toss him a ball and see which hand went up? Well, that's really how you figure it out. Now you're getting into the problem, Frank, because we asked him like, okay, which feels better to swing a bat with your you know, left hand on bottom or right hand on bottom? We can get to the bottom of this. He's like left hand on bottom. He makes a swing type of motion. We're like, all right, left handed man, you're going to stand right here in the old batter's box. And uh, we're going to throw going to throw a pitch right down the middle for you. We'll get some timing on this. He just sits there. First ball goes right by him. He doesn't move. <laughs> second ball goes right by him he doesn't move and my dad's throwing batters practice and he's like you know i nothing nothing funky here we're just you're just gonna swing away we're just gonna throw strikes next ball goes right down the middle doesn't move so my dad in the infinite wisdom of tom throws a ball <laughs> that goes between this kid's bat and his face he doesn't move <laughs> People who've never played baseball, the bat is about, uh, if you hold it like this kid was holding it, it was about eight inches, inches, eight inches away from his face. The ball goes between that and his fucking eyes and the kid doesn't move. <laughs> My dad was like, all right, I think we need glasses. And it was like, 
think he needs glasses. He's like, I don't know. Left hand, right hand is the biggest issue that we have here. <laughs> he didn't even, didn't even fucking flinch. There was one game that we put him in because this kid was throwing all kinds of wild. Like four kids had gotten hit. We're like, hey. Oh, so you just <laughs> sacrificial lamb. You're like, we need some base runners right now. Book, he gets bean, doesn't flinch. And we're like, take your base. And he just looks at the umpire like, where am I going? What's happening? <laughs> that one right down there. All right, good deal. Yeah. This is Little League? Uh, yeah. yeah. And okay. we were like, we were not terrible. We were pretty decent then, too, which was hilarious. Because we had some people who could really play baseball. And then we had fucking, uh, which, which are you, left or right? I don't know. <laughs> no, I just, I'm here. My dad told me to be here. Uh, yeah, it was fucking wild anyway all right hey give me a minute no worries i'll uh I'll, I'll talk about what i'm about to drink so uh this time of year is always fun uh and that you know you get uh, these fall type of beers I, i'm just gonna go ahead and say it Oktoberfest should be sold year round and that's the that's a hill i will die on because this is my favorite time of year for beer um recently went to uh old total wine and picked up a mixed six pack of Oktoberfest beers Excuse me. And my uh, one criteria was to drink Oktoberfest beers that I had never had before, which is a bit difficult to do at times. But I was able to put together a six pack that was, well, okay. I had four beers that I've never, or I picked up four beers that I'd never had before and two beers that I had, one that I knew was good and one I wanted to put my money where my mouth was and test out. I'll cover that when Frank gets back on because it's one I want to go over with him. Oh, he's here. Okay. So uh, one of the Oktoberfest beers that I bought that I had I had, had before uh, was from a brewer who I have shit-talked several times on this podcast, uh, 903 Brewing out of Sherman, Texas. I picked up their Oktoberfest. And I got to be honest with you, it is not my cup of tea. There was nothing physically wrong with the actual liquid, um, but it was fucking bad. I did not appreciate it at all. So I was happy that I at least tried it, and uh, I can give a, a full factual verdict that it still they still suck. Yeah. Um, but so, so quick, quick, just before you go to the next one. Yeah. Um, let it be known on this cast, even though we should talk things, we still try it. If they come out with new versions, might not be every year, but for instance, nine oh three. We go back to the well every once in a while, see if it's still as bad as it used to be. Tops got better. So, yeah. Uh, although we might shit talk it, it's not that we write them off permanently. We we have a few that we have done that with, Founders being primarily. Well, Founders is more of a <coughs> racial discrimination. Yes, yes. But I'm saying we don't write off breweries normally. We right. just don't buy as much of them. So good on you for trying it again. I will say. It's still shit. Which is not good, but still shit. They also hold the record for the highest price beer that I've ever seen. It was a two pack of their, uh, some specialty beer that they made that was $32 for two 12 ounce. I beers. bought that two pack and they were not good. I, it's <clears throat> fucking, it was disgusting. Anyway. Uh, so I had some others, St. Arnold Oktoberfest uh, verdict. It's still fucking good. That was the other one that I had had. Um, I picked up left hands Oktoberfest. Very tasty. Very, very tasty. Um, I bought a Manhattan Project beer, uh, their Oktoberfest, which I've been taking a break from Manhattan Project for several reasons, one of which the owners who we've had on this podcast, um, on the outside at least, uh, treated the coronavirus like it didn't fucking happen. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I haven't picked up a lot of their stuff lately. But I did pick up 
Uh, I don't know, Frank, I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but this is a brewery out of Shreveport, Louisiana, which nothing good has ever fucking come out of Shreveport, Louisiana, except for Great Raft. Um, Great Raft Brewing, their Oktoberfest. Better than Abita? Abita's out of fucking... Uh, New Orleans, understood, but understood. But I'm saying for a Louisiana brewery is one. Oh, I'm, there's a ton of better Louisiana breweries. Yeah, <clears throat> but Great Raft is fucking phenomenal. And this, uh, their Oktoberfest, their uh, German style Märzen beer, which is redundant. Um, yeah, it's, that's weird. There's no. I mean, I guess you can make an American style Märzen, but yeah, uh, but you'd have to invent it. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do it. Nine oh three did and just put way too many fucking hops in there, and I guess that <laughs> would be an American style Märzen. It's, which don't don't Good. don't now, do it. if you're a brewer I, listen to this and you're like oh that's a goddamn great idea fucking don't don't do that it's not a great idea but this is actually really goddamn good like okay stupid good Holy yeah it's good man I, i'll i'll uh i'll be honest this is my favorite time of the beer year oh that's what um, i that's I, I said the exact same thing when you stepped yeah. away I was like, you know, some people shit talk the fact that Oktoberfest are like start showing up at the beginning of August, but I think Oktoberfest should be year round, honestly. They're one I of agree. my favorite styles of beer. So, if you're in Texas or I'm guessing maybe soon, not guessing, I have this kind of I talked to one of the ladies a couple of weeks ago. Um you will be starting to see Altstadt in other states. Oh, nice. Um, so if you do see some Altstadt in your area, uh, I'm not sure if it's it's supposed to be launching this fall with Oktoberfest. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to launch everywhere or exactly where they're going to be. But um, <clears throat> if you see it, buy it. Uh, that is, in my opinion, the freshest, best Oktoberfest beer um you can buy in texas uh i i know there's a lot of favorites i know people have a lot of kind of varying opinions if you can get that shit on tap there is nothing more like you know the stuff that we import from germany in the northeast to throw those big oktoberfest celebrations and some of that shit gets flown in the day of and shit mm-hmm. um <clears throat> this is near dam as close to the same thing and uh I have been looking for this beer. My mom's been looking for it for years. Um, Altstadt, number one A, B, and C in my book for go-to Oktoberfest beers. They're just that good. Well, funny you bring that up because uh, I was looking through the old No Beer Left Behind archives, and I actually did a a Super Oktoberfest blind tasting last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It is available over on YouTube as well as our uh, Instagram page. You can see I blind tasted eight different Oktoberfests. Mrs. Brian poured eight. I asked her to pour three because I was going to test what the best Oktoberfest in Texas was. So uh, I had RAR, Shiner, and Allstat. She poured all the fucking fest beers and Oktoberfest that we had in the house, and uh, I made a giant-ass video uh, breaking down which is my favorite. Um, and while Allstadt was my favorite going into that, like I love the flavor of it, didn't break the top five in that list. Mm-hmm. But it was because I packed it with, I mean, some bangers. Like Eyinger Oktoberfest was in there, Sam Oktoberfest was in there. And again, it was subjective, blind tasting. So... Uh, I think the only ones that I called out that were fucking absolutely not drinkable were Spotten, which comes in a green bottle. It was just fucking bad. Um, and Shiner, Oktoberfest. 
but when you compare them against world class examples like Allstadt, Sam Adams, and goddamn Eyinger, you're gonna find some of those things that you're like, oh, well, maybe what I thought was good isn't as good as I even know uh, because yeah, those others, those <clears throat> world class examples of merits and beers are phenomenal. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, I'd vouch for Sam all day too. I, I haven't bought Sam in a while because for a bit down here, <clears throat> I don't know who had the distribution rights, but they they were not storing it correctly, and it was a little bit touch and go. But <clears throat> um, I I will vouch for them on tap all day. That's oh, yeah. a good beer. Um, to your point, like I, I feel as though the American Oktoberfest, they tend to be way too focused on spices. So the spices um, that you're that you pick up in that, and this is something that I I, I, I grabbed from nine oh three, the spices that you pick up they're not additional spices. Um, those spices are uh, hop derived. The hops that you use in a traditional Merritt's and beer are German, uh, like German continental hops. Those hops are typically like peppery. They're spiced. They're herby. They're like they're very very different from other varieties of hops um and when american brewers make them they typically use a shit ton of them way more so than they need to you need to and that's what gives you a spicy or like an herbaceous finish shiner there's a very there's a very like cloviness to it Mm -hmm. when they use too much of it yep and that happens uh, well it's interesting you bring that up so one of the other podcasts that i listen to uh the modern brews and beats podcast with uh, our dear friend jerry um they talked about how some double dry hopped hop, like beers, uh, in particular IPAs, obviously, um, they come across as like really hot, or like they they come across as grassy, and uh, that is that's it. There's a technical term for that. It's called hop burn. Um, when you use way too many hops, <laughs> there is such a thing uh, to use too many hops. And what that creates is a like a, almost a chemical burn that you get in the back of your throat. Some people call it lawn clippings, um, but some people call it just green. That is hop burn. That basically, uh, it's, it's like throwing too much laundry detergent in your washing machine. All the bubbles that start then flowing out of it that's essentially what you're getting. You're, you're putting way too many hops to be absorbed properly into uh, a liquid and you get a very, uh, like, uh, and it's not phenol driven. It's, um, like chlorophyll. Basically <laughs> you're, you're putting too much vegetation in that goddamn in the, in the beer. And you, when you do it enough, um, with certain hops in particular, like uh, new world hops, you get a, burning sensation and it does not yeah, go makes, away it doesn't go it away with like some people say like oh you gotta leave it in the in a, in a refrigerator for a while you gotta cellar it for a bit no what you're doing then is you're covering up that hot burn with oxidation or malt shift which makes it sweeter so basically what you're doing is you're creating a different beer while it may be drinkable that's not the way the brewer intended you to drink it the way the brewer intended you to drink it was to have a bad fucking experience yeah i mean i think i think uh it's like the same sort of statement you can make about salt, right? Like mm-hmm. salt is a flavor and answer until it's not. Yep. So <clears throat> if you, if you add too much, you can never take it away. Yeah. If you add too little, you can always add more. So, and that's, that's kind of okay. To that point, um, these brewers who are doing giant double dry hop additions or dry hopping additions that are just huge. 
essentially they've put your steak down on the plate and they've been like, do you like it? And it's pretty good. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you say it's good and they're like, let me throw way too much fucking salt on this now. And then yep. you get that experience. And it would be interesting. I would like to have uh, our buddy Derek on to kind of talk about this a little bit more because I think it's happening a lot more often than it should, especially in smaller markets like Dallas, uh, smaller craft markets like Dallas. Um, because I know uh, UC Davis has done a shit ton of research and actually his, his, uh, uh, master's college at Oregon state, they did an entire like thesis, uh, like a, or a, a um, a fucking scientific journal on journal yeah. on how, how much is too much hops. Uh, and there is a point of diminishing returns and then there's a point of like, you're ruining your beer. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think, <clears throat> yeah, it's like salt. It's like salt. Right? Like whenever you really deal with umami, it's the same. Yeah, I mean, I've learned that you can add way too much MSG recently. That was a fucking yeah, terrible easily. experience. But that Uncle Uncle Roger's advice is totally inaccurate. Well, Uncle Roger's advice um, is also parody. Like, no, understood. Yeah. But I, I think some people actually take it seriously. Is like you can not do too much MSG. You you definitely can. It it is difficult. Yeah. Um, and also people. I don't know how many people actually understand if you took MSG and you just put it outside, it becomes a liquid. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> MSG is super soluble. So if you, you don't need a ton of heat for it, so you can add it, taste it, mm -hmm. not enough, add more, taste it. It, it immediately enhances the dish. So and um, unlo unlike salt, which needs a temperature to be soluble, MSG is almost soluble at room temp. So I was going to say the other thing <clears throat> with, um, fuck, I lost my thought. God damn it. Okay. So get the thought. Oh, back no, no. I, I remember what it was. It, okay. When you talk about flavor enhancers, it also enhances bad flavors as well. It does. Um, Google, uh, Google foods on YouTube did a really good experiment where he just added MSG to different dishes and, found like he added i mean we're talking added it to veggies like steamed veggies like and he had a, it was a pretty good experiment um that anybody can do at home if you want to learn more about what msg does to your food it doesn't take a lot and it's not like it's going to ruin your food where it's inedible unedible inedible unedible not in inedible not edible anymore um but at the same time like I don't know. It's kind of fun to do one, two. If you live with someone who has uh, inflammatory issues, stay the fuck away from MSG. Apparently, learn that as well. Um, but the other cool thing is, uh, it's readily available, and uh, you can dose uh, plates of food with it because, like Frank said, it's soluble really quickly. It's not like you have to throw it in early in a in the cooking of a dish. I mean, you can sometimes, but you can also throw it in at the end, and it enhances flavor pretty quickly. <coughs> Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I don't I don't really know how to say it. Like it it's you can very easily overdo all of these flavor enhancers. Yeah, um, and if you're not careful, especially with hops, like how many times have some has someone drank an IPA and said it's too hoppy? Too many times to count. So um, there's definitely a balance there. I think. <clears throat> Um, well, the interesting thing about hops in particular is that sometimes people taste it and they don't necessarily, they can't identify that it's hops. Like you just did it earlier. You were like, oh, it's too, the, the spicing, they're paying too much. It's not spices they're adding to it. It's hops. And like, that's what's interesting about beer is that they, those flavors show up in different ways. And 
we're it's it's wild, but we as brew you know brewers and people in the beer industry in general are just now discovering that some of the flavors that are have been developed and have been long long held like standards of of you know style. As we push the boundaries of those styles, we we're learning that okay, when we go too much in this direction, it is not a good thing. Like it, it, yeah. it, it a few years ago, it was uh, barrel aging and and then cellaring barrel aged beers on the consumer side. Like there is a point of diminishing returns on cellaring beer, obviously, but at the same time, the flavors that it produces, some people are like, oh no, that's delicious, that's amazing, it should taste that way. Like soy sauce is not a fucking flavor that you should find in your stouts. It isn't. Yeah. It just isn't. Now it may play well with some high alcohol stouts or some like stouts with a bunch of adjuncts, but it shouldn't fucking be there. Uh, same thing with peppers. Like you wouldn't think that uh, Prairie Bomb would turn into fucking coffee uh, flavor over time, but uh, when you add green peppers to something and then you add coffee to it and then you let it sit for a long time, it just turns into shit. Like it, it okay. tastes like you licked a so, bell pepper. So to that point. Uh, Twisted X down the road mm. used to be super into adding peppers to stuff. Yep. And now they've apparently gone and started adding fresh bananas, which I can only imagine what that does to the fucking shelf life. <laughs> and Nilla wafers. Yeah. Uh, to a beer that they are releasing this weekend, which, if you are enough of a sucker to go buy this beer, um, you probably don't need to be listening to this cast. I mean. The the process of making it look disgusting, <laughs> the 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 fact that there's raw banana in there and raw banana is not shelf stable, and well, it sat it sat in a yeast fermentation, so you essentially made banana vodka inside of a beer. Well, you made banana wine. I'll give you that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah no, I mean it would eventually turn into banana spirits. It's so fucking sugary. Well, so you got to distill it. At that you're point, like we're splitting hairs. Yes. I, yeah. Understood. But I'm saying like you're making this disgusting thing inside of a beer that once, uh, once they took that banana off of the beer, it was black. So, okay. They- and, and, and then, and then, oh, sorry, not to add more to it. Nilla wafers is in suspension in that beer. So they filtered it off, understood, but there's no way that beer doesn't have no. sediment at the bottom no. of that bottle. Okay. So a couple things to keep in mind. You are bringing up a very good point that has been made in the beer world for a long time. But what you saw in that video that you saw on Instagram, that was disgusting. That was adjunct. Anything that is not fermentable uh, grain is an adjunct. Nilla wafers. Nilla wafers and bananas. That was going into the mash. That was not going into the final beer. So I don't care. It looked disgusting. So here's <laughs> that's all my mind could think about it was like there was raw banana and then this cookie crumb in there. So what you, what they did from there is they they got it up to temperature. They held it at temperature. They 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 loudered it off. They rinsed all the grains and all the shit, and they collected all their their sugar water, and then that was boiled for at mm-hmm. least sixty minutes. So while there may be more protein matter um, causing more chunks. Um, because banana has a shit ton of fibers in it, uh, massive that, amounts of protein that will that will then transfer over. Um, I doubt that it's going to be. I doubt that it's going to have any sediment in it. One, two. I doubt they're okay. going to bottle it because it seems like something they were going to do draft only release. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be kept cold the entire time because the rest okay, of the things okay, that Brian, are going to... Should, should I go try this this week? Yes, I think you should. That's really where oh. I was going with it. I think you should. Here's the thing, though. God damn if it. you go by there and there's a line, don't fucking stop because no one should wait in line for beer. No one. No, like if people also, are, I, there's no way I'm getting fucking whipped cream and vanilla wafer on top of it. Well, if you're dude, listen, the I'm best, the best beer to drink is the beer you like the way you like to drink it. Okay. And if yeah, they plain. say, if the fucking brewer says you should drink this with whipped cream and a vanilla wafer on it, you got to do it because I can't go down there oh. and test this out. Here's the deal. You're forcing me into this and Here's, I'm telling you, this is going to be disgusting. It might be, but it might not be. And that's why you got to go taste it. No. So, okay. okay so I, you convinced me I'll go taste it. With Maybe these, it, I think it might release tomorrow with these beers. Uh, like they're, they're, uh, they're all over the place in the flavor profiles that they can produce. Um, but one thing that I learned, okay. So, uh, years ago I went to a rough tail release in, when they were in Midwest city in Oklahoma. And, um, I went for, I think it was one of their polar eclipse, polar eclipse releases and their Oh, that's a good beer. Their double Oh, that was the first year they did an American Solera uh collaboration. And they did a really yeah. hazy IPA when um the old brewer was at uh Rufftail. So I went for that. They did another um I did another collaboration with a brewer out of Kansas um goddamn uh, it was uh, the name's escaping me right now. Uh, Central Standard or something like that uh, out of Kansas. They did a collaboration with him, and that beer was, sit down, Frank, it was a fruitcake IPA, okay? And the the viral video that went out of them making this beer was them just dumping crumbled up fruitcake into the mash tun. And everybody's like, that's going to taste like shit. But here's the deal. Most people who know what, what they were doing and know what, is going to come off of that fruitcake knows that that's going to be super high sugar, uh, and like different types of sugar. So like you, you think brown sugar is more complex than, than just white table sugar. Well, the sugar that's coming off of a fucking fruitcake is going to be way more complex than yeah. anything. Right. And it was, and it was fucking delicious. One of the best beers that I have tasted from rough tail. Now I have big, Big admiration for that brewer at the time, who's now an American Solera. Um, but it it was fucking amazing, and it blew my mind because it was one of the first like adjunct IPAs that I'd ever had. And when I say adjunct, okay. I'm not talking about milkshakes and shit like that. This one was legit adjuncts. Hey, um, I'll go try it. I will give you my review. It doesn't seem like it'll be up my alley. I secretly but, hope. Um, I secretly hope this beer's gonna suck. <laughs> we'll see it. I mean, dude, they've never made a beer with shit like this in it that I've enjoyed. Yeah. So it's, it's a Hefeweizen. Oh, they okay. put a, sh- they, that's they what put I was a sugar, they put a sugar rim on the fucking thing. So you might ask them to hold the sugar rim, uh, but the whipped cream and the vanilla wafer might be good. And the reason mm-hmm. I, w- I, I got hyped when you said it's a Hefeweizen, because that's only going to enhance banana because I'm going to be honest no, with I, you. Because it already tastes like banana. No, there's going to be so. no banana flavoring coming through there because banana, actual bananas, rarely tastes like banana flavoring um for vinyl no what i'm saying is is like i've had hefeweizens some of the i mean even uh what's the well garden ho ho garden whatever um that's that one yeah that one does have um 
kind of a little bit of that banana uh, so flavor coming through. It's big clove, Hoogarden. Um, but you you get into German uh, Hefeweizen territory when you're talking about yeah. that. Um, but those- yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to go too deep into it. All I'm saying is, is I will go try it. Oh, thank God. Um, okay. Make sure you, I am you, not you, going to promise you that. The review is going to be positive. Nope. I will have the wife record the review of That's this. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Either throw it in selfie mode and show the glass, show you drinking it, and I want your initial reaction. I don't care good or bad. I just no, want the to wife, know. No, the wife will be here doing this. Uh, she, she, will, she will help me with that. I, um, I don't like how you're talking about her like you're about to hold her hostage and take her, drag her to a brewery. No, no, no. It'll, it'll be all in good it'll, she'll, she'll, She will be a willing participant, right? I just want to make sure we're yeah. getting this on the record. Okay, all right. Definitely, definitely. All right, good deal. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that that's... That's, that, that's now how you're going to spend your Saturday. <laughs> no, but it, it's not a Saturday. I'll just go drink one of these. It's right out by the barn, so... I was going to say, it's for you, it's... Like on the way back from the store, it's not like yeah, you have to go not, out of your way. It's not far away. I just when they brewed this beer, it looked so nasty. Oh, that now thinking that I have been well, that's part mailed, of the mailed in to go try this for the cast is unfortunate. But that's I literally this. There has never been a less appetizing beer post from a brewer that I've seen, and and bar none. I mean, yeah. they poured. Mashed up bananas yeah. into this beer by the the tub. Yeah, it like, was gonna it say it was disgusting. Here's what I will say: when you look, and I'm gonna a peek behind the curtain. One, that's part of the appeal of a beer like this is that it looks so disgusting but tastes so delicious. Is like the end the end goal for a post like that. Okay, a peek behind the curtain is they wouldn't do it unless they knew what the result was going to be because that's a Understood. shit ton of money that they're dropping in. And also think about this. Those bananas were all peeled, right? Mm-hmm. That's manual labor that went into getting that product ready to be dumped into that mash tun. They no, would, it's true. They wouldn't do it unless it, they knew that it would work. Nilla wafers are not fucking cheap. I don't care if you're buying them in bulk. They're way more expensive than grain. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing... And, and and now you've noticed that I switched my language. <laughs> uh, that I, where Before I said they wouldn't do it unless they... I'm switching it to they shouldn't do it unless they know it works <laughs> because there is a slight chance that Maybe at a scale, it doesn't come out as they wanted, as they did in a pilot batch. And and this is the place that ah, ah they've changed they've changed brewers since they made that tequila barrel aged jalapeno yeah. lager. All right, so um, hey, I wanted. Before, oh, go ahead. I uh, I, I want to. I have a I have a, a subject I'd like to cover as well, but I'll let you. Uh, n- no worries. Uh, before we go too much further, I'd like to declare that apparently in the last eight hours, which was about the last time I checked on any soccer news for the transfers. PSG are now set to accept the $180 million bid for Mbappe uh, from Real Madrid after everybody in the soccer world called them at fucking idiots for not doing it. Uh, So it looks like Kylian Mbappe, mind you, the most overrated forward in soccer, is about to get sold for $180 million to a team that barely has a defense. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess Real Madrid just saw the one game he played against Barcelona and said, that's our guy. That's enough for us. You've sold. Yeah. 
fucking eight. God, what a fucking waste of money. Do you know what? Somebody at PSG is getting a fucking pay raise because they cut that highlight reel and put it on Twitter, and they were like, I fucking hope they got messy for a free. Yeah, right. They spent a shit ton of money. They just got 180 million, so I bet they're pretty it's a much wash. even yeah. at this point. Uh, it sets them up for January if they're still tops of Champions League. There's... To go buy whoever they want mm-hmm. to go win cha- win Champions League, yeah. If, I mean, at this point, unless PSG royally screws this up, which I don't believe they will, they have Messi, who will keep that team Neymar. on a straight and narrow. Fuck. They have po- Pochettino, who will keep them on a straight and narrow. Um, yeah, they're just going to march to Champions League glory. I, I don't know how anybody beats them with that amount of money in the coffers. Yeah, I was going to say. To go buy whoever they want in January. They're obviously going to walk. They were flirting with financial fair play rules after this sale. They're, yeah. There's no problem with it. Yeah. God damn it. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see them beat the living fuck out of everyone in Liga Un. I There's, yeah. unless everybody like, I don't know fucking doesn't show up for a match i guess maybe that would give <laughs> give their opponents a chance i don't see the likes of any other french team going up against fucking psg and coming out the victors no it's the, it, the best thing you've got in that league to potentially challenge them at any point is lyon and they don't have enough money but they are only focusing on the league because they are not in champions league this year so are they in the Europa League or Europa Cup? Yeah, but they're going to focus on Liga to make sure they qualify for Champions League next year. That makes sense. Why well, risk the risk the fucking shittier cup to anyway? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know we haven't done this in a while, and uh, I wanted to give us a chance because I want to give you credit, Frank, for turning me on to uh, a podcast recommendation. Okay. okay. Um, I and this is a while back. This has been delayed, um, but. The fucking dictator podcast, real dictators. It's so good. I listened to every episode in less than two weeks. It's so fucking yeah. good. And I started with uh, who's the asshole Spanish dictator, Franco. Uh, Franco, and then it goes to Kim Jong Il. I, I I don't know. It, no, it didn't even do that. It was uh, I caught it in the middle of the Franco series, and I was like, okay. let me go back to episode one. Let me catch up. That dude, first off, fantastic voice. Second, mm-hmm. great storytelling. Uh, really, really great. Um, uh, third, uh, the subject matters are all assholes, so everybody can get on board with hating uh, who they're talking about because. But they go into like the psyche. Yeah, I was gonna say what was amazing. That's what I, like they they go into like. Yeah, all this shit happened, but you got to understand the man to understand all the shit. My favorite was they talked about Franco and they were like his mom was a devout Catholic and who was Mm -hmm. always like uh, like going and going to confessions and all this other shit. And like you could tell later on in life that Franco attempted to do shit like that and that affected the way he acted, but not in the like like altruistic, like good for humanity way. It went the exact opposite because he was a psychotic asshole. And it was mm-hmm. like, he, it was really, really interesting the way they, they produce all and their also, episodes. The, the amount of dictators who were not shit soldiers yeah. and who didn't have any political role or they were just shit on their whole lives yep. in politics it's the vast majority of them. Yeah. Like there are people with like, what do they call that? God complexes. Yeah. 
And it's um, fucking terrifying how mm-hmm. seemingly quickly that shit happens. So yeah. the Real Dictators podcast, great podcast. Can't recommend it enough. Frank was right uh, when he was talking about it a few months back. Um, they they did a this season because they do seasons, which I fucking honestly, I'm going to be real. We've been doing one season of No Beer Left Behind right now. We're on uh, year five of season one. Okay. And that's what I like to call it um, because we don't take breaks, bitch. We don't, we don't well, take also, breaks. Also, let, let's be real. Podcast never sleeps. Um, if, if, if the podcast platform, Apple, whatever the other ones are, um, <laughs> tune in. I mean, there's so many of them, but Spotify, if any of the pla- that's another good one, <laughs> Spotify, but if any of them actually sorted by season, it would matter, but oh, none yeah. of them do. Exactly. So you put an RSS feed out there and, and it's, it's just a stream of audio. Yep. And everybody's like, Oh, I got to scroll down to get to season one. Yeah, okay, if, if this is some sort of subject matter like The Real Dictators that is organized by season or episode or whatever, and I could quickly go to episode one, yep. you know, like it would matter if it's something like us who's just like the daily from the New York Times, right? You just catch up with us weekly. We chat about shit. Um, it wouldn't. Why would you go back four weeks to listen to us? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Here? I mean, you can. I, there there yeah. are some episodes that are kind of like evergreen and they're fucking awesome. I mean, a majority of them are awesome. <laughs> some of them are evergreen. Uh, but at the same time, like, you fucking just catch up. Pick up where we left off. Yeah, just, you're just fine. listen to our episode today. Like, it, it, makes, it makes near no difference to 90% of the time we throw back to jokes that happened two weeks ago because we still think they're funny. So you're not going to miss out on a bunch of jokes. If they were funny, we'll repeat them. Um, Unless B- Parker hops on a podcast and then we always throw in the stained joke of it's been a while. And then he yeah. sings. That's ev- that's the only inside joke that we really have had running for more than a month. Yeah, that's true. So it, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, hell, you know, we dropped the f- season one analingus thing for like, you know, we, we dropped that in season two, you know? Yeah. Right? And I mean, pretty soon you'll, uh, you'll, uh, You'll be able to su- subscribe to our OnlyFans. Yeah, because now um, that it's not sexual, um, we can, we, as family people, we can, you know, be seen on OnlyFans. Yeah, and actually, at this moment, I'm only using OnlyFans. Your air conditioning? Um, it's sad. Sad deal. Sad deal. Yeah, it's it's pretty hot, and I'm gonna get a technician <laughs> out to fix it. Um, but it, it's definitely uh, one of those. Um, things where it doesn't make sense. Like I agree with you. It doesn't make sense whether they do seasons or don't do seasons. Yeah. Uh, Cause no platform support seasons. So. Yeah. It's just bullshit <laughs> at this point. Like it's like, uh, I listen to Malcolm Gladwell revisionist history podcast. Like, okay, it's cool, but he does seasons like fuck, fuck you. Just tell me you're going to do six months worth of shit. And then you're going to work on the shit for another six months. I don't fucking care. Don't call it a goddamn yeah. season. Okay. Uh, but real dictators did one that got me. They started out this season with Adolf Hitler. And again, they went deep dive into his childhood and like early adulthood. And they got into the background of like the national socialist movement and kind of what built him up. And it's fucking great. And then those motherfuckers opposite of cliffhanger, whatever the fuck that is, they cut it off after three episodes and they were like, we're, we're, you know, in his like very staccato, like with a little bit of a, 
don't yeah. know, weird accent voice. We will we'll cover. Need to proceed with. We will cover Adolf Hitler later on at the end of this season. Over the next eighteen weeks or whatever the fuck it was, we're going to cover Muammar Gaddafi. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, this fucking asshole. And then all six episodes of Gaddafi came out, and I was like, I can't believe that this asshole did the shit that he did for fucking four decades. Killed it, his brother. Oh, like, dude's fucking, fucking maniac. Killed. Oh, there was a prison uprising. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, everybody calm down, calm down, calm down. We kill all the fucking prisoners. And then goddamn 12 years later, people found out about it. How do you cover up killing hundreds of fucking prisoners who, by the way, you put there yourself because they fucking stood up against you. It wasn't like they were murderers. No, they were just fucking civilians who didn't want a goddamn dictator running their shit. 12 years went by and that was his ultimate undoing spoiler alert yep. but yep. all that to say that's a fantastic podcast and thank you for bringing it to my attention i would like absolutely to, i would like that's to bring one. to your attention this podcast that i discovered this week thanks to i guess spotify is to blame for this it's called the lions led by donkeys podcast okay that's a famous quote from a british officer yeah uh, it is basically saying like hey our soldiers are great but they're led by asses mm-hmm. okay um which is uh saying that a lot of people who have been in the military would agree with well this dude uh it's a podcast uh hosted by an armenian american who served in the military in the in the war in afghanistan on the American sign for anybody who's fucking. Oh my God. Hold asshole. on. Let me just read, read a title. Latest title, the Nazi rocket plane that melted its pilots. God I'm damn in. it. I'm in. That was the one that I wanted you to listen. That was my recommendation. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm so, absolutely in. So that this yes. is the type of shit I live for is just hilarity in failure. It is. And that's all. Okay. So this entire podcast platform, I think we would be fucking right on board with every podcast on here. They have another one that's called, it's like uh, engineering failures. It's a podcast with slides. Okay. It's okay. A, a, it's a guy who is a co-host on the lions led by donkeys podcast, who is an engineer and they go through historical failures. Um, and they break it down bit by bit about what the fuck went wrong. But this lions led by, by donkeys podcast is that, but with people's lives on the other end, which does kind of suck, but at the same time, they make it very lighthearted. And if I'm going to, I'm going to suggest the episodes that I've listened to in this order. And I think this will give you a good grasp on what exactly you're getting yourself into. Okay. So the Nazi rocket plane that melted its pilots is a, what they call a relaxed fit episode. Okay. Um, it's fantastic. I laughed out loud for a good 20 minutes of this podcast. Okay. There's, okay. There's one title that says the Napoleon. God damn it. Frank over a country yes. and crowned himself emperor. Yeah. Part one. Okay. So that's the one that I just finished up is fantastic. But the, the next one that I would, I would suggest is like the, the, a good, a good cross segment of their podcast. Uh, episode 159, it starts the first Chechen War Part 1 train robbing rebellion, okay? And that goes into Chechen War Part 2, so you've accidentally killed your own conscripts, followed by the Chechen War Part 3, Welcome to Hell. The Chechen War Part 4, the one where everyone invades hospitals. That one might be my favorite fucking episode, because they talk about a Chechen leader who had his entire family, or like his family was like, fucking missile striked by the Russians uh, and his entire family was killed. 
he was then it turned him into like a supervillain. Okay, uh, it starts with him hopping in a convoy of Chechen soldiers. Uh, they go across the Russian border and they are stopped by a Russian police officer in the small town. Uh, meanwhile, the, these like uh, APZs, the the personnel carriers, these giant trucks with covers over them. Police officer stops them for fucking speeding. The officer gets out, and a hundred Chechen soldiers hop out of these vehicles, shoot the poli- the Russian police officer, run into the hosp- the Russian hospital that's that's in this small town, and take the entire hospital hostage. Okay, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. It's okay. a small town. There are over two thousand hostages that they took. Okay, so the Russian army shows up. They're like, "Hey, fuckers, you can't be here. You know, uh, we're at war with you. We've been at war with you for three decades now, and this is all going well. So, once you get the fuck out of this hospital, and this Chechen leader who had his entire family has already been killed, and he's like, I got nothing to lose. Let's fucking do this.'" He tells them, no, I'm going to start killing hostages if you don't let us go or, uh, or no, if you don't acknowledge our freedom as a Chechen Republic. Because, backstory, Chechnya wants to be its own fucking republic and they don't want to be part of Russia. Russia wants to be, like, wants them. It's a whole fucking thing. They talk about it in the first three parts. Anyway, well, so I'll, the I'll Russians... listen to it. That, that podcast, the, you know, the, the titles alone have me drawn in. The Russians do the most Russian thing ever and just start firing into the fucking hospital indiscriminately and uh, uh, kill a bunch of civilian hostages and uh, hospital workers to the point where the Chechen leaders are like, hey, can you fucking stop killing our hostages? We don't have any leverage at this point. <laughs> like, uh, So yeah, no, they let them leave. They take the, all the, the 18 dead uh, Chechen soldiers. They retreat back to uh, Chechnya using Russian civilians as human shields. The Russian army like suffers like 200 casualties <laughs> in this just from shooting their own people. 500 wounded. Good job, Russia. Uh, it's full of stories just like mm-hmm. that. And the dude who's leading the podcast, uh, like I said, former military, American military, uh, he's Armenian. Uh, so he has some pretty good insights. And as a matter of fact, I think he's a host of the history of Armenia podcast. That's on the same platform, which is infinitely interesting to me because just like, unfortunately I have to say this as a child of Oklahoma public schools, just like I didn't know of the South African apartheid until I was fucking in college. Um, I didn't know about the Armenian genocide until I was in college. And uh, yeah, no, very fucked up situations all around that more and more people should know about if they don't. And if they do, you should learn a little bit more. This podcast being one of them. Yeah. So that's um, definitely a good recommendation. I mean, I I will definitely check that out. Uh, I think the titles are what hooked me because <laughs> with these type of titles, you just can't go wrong. The, yeah, the Napoleon nerd who took over a country and crowned himself emperor and the Napoleon nerd who, yeah, uh, the part two, those I just finished uh-huh. up. I can confirm the good. Um, I did not know about the central Republic of Africa or the central African Republic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> sad place. Um, so th- I guess the only one before we head out that I would highly recommend, and I know I've recommended it before, um, The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds is a very good podcast. Okay. Um, it's very funny. Um, <clears throat> they go through current events. It's it's actually quite similar to Crime and Sports and um, Small Town Murder, except they don't focus on murders. They do sometimes cover murders, um, but they will cover uh, 
I mean, figures in history, they'll cover, um, like they covered the progressive movement a couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Um, they did uh, George Pullman uh, and the Pullman riots and stuff. And it's, it, it's just really interesting because it's moments in history, but it's not necessarily like the real dictators is focused on a thing. Obviously, um, the uh, the donkey podcast is focused on a thing, right? This is more like, oh, here's something we found to be interesting yeah. that we extensively researched. And it's it's just really good. I think it actually would be really fun to see them in a live format because um, Dave Anthony uh, doesn't ever know. No, sorry, Gareth, yeah, Gareth Reynolds doesn't know what's about to be discussed similar to the the Jimmy Weissman and uh the James Frederick Alice the donkeys led by or the lions led by donkeys is a similar setup okay so yeah. i like that setup um i'll say the dollop is one of the earliest founders of that setup they've been running for like 8 years um doing this but the Gareth Reynolds on his feet is just hilarious so he'll do this bit where um, he won't really know where things are taking place or what the accents are, right? Like, mm -hmm. he'll just be like, oh, uh, the year is, like, the announcement will be like, the year is 1896, and this is the guy and whatnot, right? Like, that's how they always introduce the thing. And as soon as something ridiculous happens, he will, like, play out this whole fucking bit about what they said oh, and yeah. how things went down. And so they, they kind of like invented that whole method of podcasting. Holy shit. They covered Billy Martin. Oh yeah, they did. Oh my God. Billy Martin is a, is a God amongst baseball fuck ups. Yeah. Holy shit. So I would a hundred percent recommend you listen to the dollop. It's so funny. Um, now I will say that the, the dude is, um, a uh, well, there they are a very liberal podcast. So, if you don't believe in workers' rights or labor <laughs> unions, or if you don't any believe the in good, the good stuff of government, human rights um, in general, yeah, uh, right? To, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you listening to it. But um, I, found I don't think those people are listening awesome. to this podcast. To be honest with you, I think you can go ahead and eliminate majority of those those issues. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I would highly recommend that podcast. It's great. It's really funny. Um, one of the better ones out there, especially if you like that format of like the back and forth. Yeah. I know some stuff and I'm kind of, you know, dictating it back to you. I love that. Um, I love that style. Uh, I wish I could have somebody on here who would, uh, you know, explain things to me, but I already know all there is to know. So this is kind of you know, kind well, of we did have this thing for a bit called Frank's Take, but you know. Oh, we had what now? It was called what? Frank's. What's that? What is it called? Yeah, exactly. It's Frank's Deep Dives. Deep Dive. Right. Yeah. So Frank's Deep Dive. It'll make a comeback here pretty soon. As soon as Frank remembers what it's called. Yeah, that's uh, one. Of, that's step one. <laughs> no, but to, to be Frank. <laughs> ah. Um it uh yeah no we we just haven't 
if you made it this far, we haven't been consistent the past couple of weeks. No, I was ma- mainly making the point that no one knows more than I do. I already know it all. And, so. Well, yeah, true, but we'll, we'll be gonna, way more consistent going forward here. I'm working on working on twirling my mustache. That's my next step in yep. the evolution of Brian is twirling mustaches. Uh, I'm gonna play this. I turned the wrong one down. Sorry. Okay. I, one question about your uh, dollop podcast. The guy named Gareth. Yeah. Is he British? No. What? British. Neither are. But he has a mean British accent. I will say that. Okay. Where is he from? Brian, I don't know where he's from, but I I am shit scared of elevators and I'm going to take steps to avoid him. God damn it. You should have said, I don't know his ancestry. I don't, Fuck I don't founders. Really care about his ancestry. No, it's the, remember that's what that one founders manager said on the fucking on the witness stand when they were asking him if he was racist toward the black guy and he was like, "Is he black? I don't know his ancestry." Okay. D- okay. Um, all right. Now you're making me sound like an asshole. All right. So uh, if you I, think I just didn't get it, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a deep cut. I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, if if you uh, want to learn more about uh, that. Uh, statement in particular, definitely check out our social media pages at no beer left cast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go over to Instagram, check out the stories uh, or the reels over there or the fucking IGTV. That's what they're calling it now. And then go back to the, to the post where uh, we cover founders and their racist uh, accounts on the stand. There's a nice little video that covers us talking about that. Also over on YouTube, you can find the Oktoberfest video that I mentioned earlier, as well as other beer reviews. And uh, I think there's also some shotgunning videos <laughs> still up on our YouTube page. The one that shall not be ever seen is the one that Frank posted or sent us where he's trying to chug a Michelada or a Clamato Bud Light Tallboy. And it was... Let's it just, went all over me. Let's it did let's just say that um if we get enough followers i think we have to push that thing out Uh, but until we get enough followers uh, an indiscriminate amount of followers uh it is a video that shall not be seen again okay you know we'll we'll be seen again us next time here on nobody left behind until that time comes for brian i am out for frank all these, uh, in hindsight, Afghanistan geopolitical experts only got one thing to say to you. Steve Jobs would have made a better president dead than Donald Trump. And that'd be unfair because that's comparing apples to oranges. I'm out.